0: Hey, everyone, welcome to Golden Thumbs Gaming. My name is Golden Thumbs, and today we have a very special guest. She goes by the name Cecilia Is Gray on TikTok and Instagram. She even has 200,000 followers on TikTok, as well as being a co-founder of the Online Creators Association. So she is very knowledgeable about the TikTok algorithm, and we dove into a lot of topics around the algorithm.
1: I love nothing more than talking shit about TikTok. The platform that I'm successful on is the one where I'm like, I just want to say bad things about it.
0: Well, that's what I noticed when you started the uh, <laughs> when you started the uh, online creators association and you were talking about how you just want to bully TikTok into, you know, fixing the problems that they have with suppression.
1: I mean, this is the the, the constant theme on TikTok is like who who on their like. I don't know, a uh, merry-go-round of suppression is going to be getting it worse this week it really does um tiktok is weird in that it does run in these like two week cycles and so it's literally like like every two weeks some new nonsense is happening and i i I can't keep on top of it we're all too but like jesus christ staying on top of it is a (laughs) nightmare.
0: well that's the thing is i feel like i've noticed like a two-week cycle too where i'll have i'll have good luck and then all of a sudden things will die down and i've I've talked with other people who make like uh you know other gaming creators and and they go through the same thing where um you know they'll have a cycle where things are going really well and then they'll have a real dry spell
1: it literally feels like tiktok makes you take turns it's that's what i've always put it to myself yes it feels like okay well i guess this week is just not my turn it is others' turn. I I'm on a weird opposite schedule where when other people are experiencing terrible suppression, my account is like every video's hitting. I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting over ten thousand views in like within the first two hours. I'm doing great. Yep. And all of my friends are like I'm suffering, <laughs> and I feel so bad.
0: It almost feels like they're screwing with you. You know what I mean? Like it feels so
1: personal. It feels it so. Per- it's not it, the thing I have to constantly tell myself. And then I tell other people, is it's not personal in any way, shape, or form, even though it feels so goddamn personal.
0: Yeah, right. And then and then what happens too is because there's no information out there about you know how the algorithm works, then you start you start thinking it's personal, right? You start looking at and criticizing what you've done. Exactly. And then we come up with all these conspiracy theories. That's uh,
1: Those are my favorite. Those are really... But
0: but what I liked about bringing you on is that you sound like you actually try to collect whatever kind of data or information that you can and try to come to some some reasonable conclusions.
1: The Online Creators Association, the whole reason I started it was because I was getting righteously angry about the reporting issues that there are on TikTok. Um, Mm. And I had on the same day... um, one person that i was mutuals with was being harassed by an account with a literal slur in the screen name saying things on live like i'm going to kill your kids what and could not get the account banned for the life of him like he could not get that account banned um and then a follower of mine who is now a mutual reached out and said i have a guy who keeps making new accounts to harass me and i can't make him stop and TikTok isn't doing anything do you have any advice because I know you went through this with a guy a couple of months ago and I said yeah the only thing that stopped it was um, me getting that guy banned on Instagram and then he left me alone but like I had to go to a different platform yeah And get that guy scared to get rid of him completely.
0: I saw you had a video on there where you were talking about that it's easier, it's more likely that a video gets taken down for, you know, like if it's like cyberbullying, right, then it's more likely that it gets taken down for violating those guidelines if the video was duetted or stitched together or, or, you know, sort of like replied to in some other way, or they tag the person in the caption. Oh, so So that's the...
1: that's a newer thing. So okay, I don't know where you want to start talking about the goddamn algorithm. Um, yeah, but um <laughs> like, I don't know if we well, want to start things. with there's like, so
0: many ways there's so many directions that can go, but
1: um so the the bully the they have new guidelines around harassment and bullying. Um yeah. where it, it and I don't really remember when these started, but there I think everyone felt like there's been a weird uptick in community guidelines violations for harassment and bullying, and maybe it's been like a month or two at this point. Um They put in some new policies where they're more heavily policing videos where you have tagged um, someone in the caption or tagged someone in the the comments that you are specifically talking to. But of course, when you reply to a comment, that person is automatically tagged in your caption. Um, Just like when you stitch them, it's tagged in your caption. Uh, When you do them, it's tagged in your caption. You can't remove that because then you're removing credit. Uh, but the flip side of that is, it becomes much easier to police you for harassment and bullying. And their line for harassment and bullying is pretty much like if you swear one too many times, if it if it veers into like R rated movie territory versus PG thirteen rated movie territory, um, they'll pretty much strike the content down, and they'll they won't reinstate it even if you try to fight it. I did that about a week ago. I tried to fight it, but I said fuck in the video. And, uh, that was it. The video's gone. I can't, it's never coming back.
0: Interesting. So, okay. So they're
1: trying to protect people with that then? As far as I can tell. Yes. Um, however, they're not really looking at the content of the response. Um, they're looking at like, how angry was this response? How much swearing is there? How inappropriate would it be if it landed Uh... in front of like a 12 year old? Um, and from there, they're saying, like, okay, well, now this is a community guidelines violation. So even if you're... Like, the video that I got taken down was me telling someone um, that the military uh, purposely targets um, poor high schools. Oh, sure. Uh, which is the truth. And I think we all understand mm-hmm. that that is the truth. Um, right, right. But <laughs> it's fine. Um, I don't know a single active service member um, who doesn't feel like, yeah, my recruiter maybe lied to me a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But the 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 main issue is because i swore in the video it didn't really matter that what i was saying were simply for the most part agreed upon truths um, and then a couple of actual statistics um, because i swore it was taken down because that was seen as overly aggressive
0: interesting their tone policing so
1: is what's happening They're
0: that's it. so their tone tonefully okay yeah that is what it is because yeah right so what if you were what if you were saying something like that but you weren't duetting a video or stitching it or re- replying to it in some other way it would be okay it it's would be way
1: way through. way less likely um to fall to to fall into a community guidelines violation it's it's way less likely um that the initial report would be successful
0: doesn't that seem disturbing i mean if they're yes, trying to it does. like stop people from doing bad things stop people from cyberbullying i mean I could imagine if a kid was in school and the whole school was following each other, then you could just start talking about Johnny and not tag Johnny.
1: And it would fall right through the cracks. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And it would stay up. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, It's, they are, it's really hard to underestimate how quickly TikTok grew and how completely unprepared for that growth they were. Um. Interesting. <laughs> a lot of, this is a thing that I say a lot. TikTok is so incompetent that it often looks malicious.
0: Um, oh, okay, tic- I see TikTok
1: you're makes decisions that it has to make because it is understaffed, um, because it does not have an adequate um, sort of like content review team. Um that make it look like it's making decisions um, to hurt people on purpose. But it's not. It's just hurting people by accident. Um,
0: So you don't think this is a situation where, like with Facebook, they've got tens of thousands of people moderating the content, and sometimes things slip through the cracks. They miss things just because there's billions of pieces of content going up every day. But with TikTok, you think there's more of like, an issue where a structural issue within the company where there's just not enough of them to keep up with how much is happening on on the platform. Um,
1: so have you ever reported a video and it's a cle- like clearly something is bad um, and it should be obvious, but the report comes back in like five whole minutes.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way the review there's there's quick. no
1: human review. There's no way a human reviewed that that is purely running through some kind of content moderation system. The content moderation system does not pick up on it and it comes back to you and it's fine. Um, wow. so there's the level of content moderation that is happening on TikTok, um, is you, the first review is always, it seems for most users, um, not a human review. And so if it isn't something that, that system can pick up on easily. It's gonna unless it gets mass reported, um it's going to fall through the cracks. It's
0: interesting that we're on this topic because I also saw you talk about Trisha Paytas. And, <laughs> and so she's obviously a verified user, right? And she exposed herself in a video and you were saying that a lot of people uh reported the video and it was as if it wasn't even reviewed, right? And it was allowed to stay on the platform. But I'm wondering if, now that you say this, I'm wondering if it maybe just wasn't reviewed. But at the time, I was wondering if maybe they were allowing her to get away with more than others just because she's a verified user.
1: So the, the thing we have to talk about with verified users is there seems to be tiers of verification. Um, there are people like some of the verified users that I'm mutuals with um, who happened to have a video go particularly viral, um, and that video was being used in a lot of other places, on a lot of other platforms, and they had to, um, apply for verification within TikTok just to keep their content safe. Um, that's, uh, like, uh, Ryan, Coffee Fanatics, um, who I'm mutuals with, and I talk to you quite often, you know, he just had a video go super, super viral, um, and it was posted everywhere, and people were stealing his content, and mm-hmm. he had to get verified because it was like, TikTok, please, uh, these people are pretending to be me and I would like them to stop. But Ryan, oh. Ryan is just a normal guy. He, he uh, up until recently, was just like a Starbucks barista who lives in New yeah. York City, um, who was like finally earning enough money to think about opening his own coffee shop. Like that was literally just it. That was it. He was a normal dude. Mm-hmm. Um. But it went so viral that his content was being stolen, so he was like, please, I am the only Ryan here. Um, And so that there's that level of verification. And I'm mutuals with a lot of those people who just said, like, my stuff kept getting stolen and I I had to do something. Um, But there's other levels of verification for people who are coming in with an established audience, people like celebrities, people like Instagram influencers. and those people seem to go through a different verification process. And those people also seem to have their own kind of moderation team, which is not different from any other social media platform. Like Twitter has its own mod team for its verified users. Facebook openly has its own moderation team for verified users.
0: And what is the purpose of that? I
1: It's mostly because once you are verified, you're kind of seen as a public face of the platform. And so... If you are doing things that are bad and are a bad reflection of the platform, um, if you are verified, you need your own legal reviewer. It's to keep tick tock safe, it's kind of like you have your own HR person for you.
0: Interesting, so they're seen as more like a representative of the platform at that exactly. And so, okay, yeah, so
1: it's That's- and it's because it's specifically because. Um, you know, when someone like Trisha Paytas fully flashes everybody on the platform, um, TikTok yeah. is now liable for that. Um, oh. it's, and it's not like they're super legally liable. It's like they're gonna get a ton of bad press kind of liable. So they need to have somebody on a, on on call somewhere to say like, hey, can you review this legally so we can make sure we will not get in trouble for this verified user being stupid? um mm. it's it's Doesn't like an, them- it's like an hr department in any company they're there to keep the company safe
0: yeah right right so at that point they're just looking they're looking at it more from the perspective of like is this gonna cause bad press do you think that at the same point they can choose to allow things from them that they might not allow others to
1: i do? mean let's uh, we could get into like the fact that tiktok at this point has been chasing sex workers off of the platform pretty steadily, they they were happy to make money off of them for a very long time, Um, and suddenly they have decided, we need to get these these sex workers off of the platform. But we have Hawk Hates You, who is openly a sex worker and makes great content and is wonderful, but is also verified and is not being chased off the platform. So there is very clearly a double standard happening um, when it comes to those verified users and what they are and are not allowed to talk about or promote or do.
0: When we say sex workers, we're we're talking about people who are making a living off of it, not people who are, uh, doing it, uh, doing, uh, sex trafficking.
1: Yes. So, they, yeah, we have like, to talk. Okay, like the, the 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 constant problem. Uh, with like, it's, it's SESTA-FOSTA. It all comes back to stupid fucking Mm -hmm. SESTA-FOSTA. But this uh, equating of people who are making their money as cam girls, as strippers, as general sex workers, um, and equating those people with people who have been sex trafficked when that is simply not the reality for most of them. Uh... Um, And SESTA-FOSTA in particular is, is a very, very bad piece of legislation um, that has made uh, sex work even less safe than it already was. Um, and it it puts people in danger every single day. Uh, Sesta-Fosta is awful and we should all be advocating for the end of it, but that is a whole different thing. Um, but you have people on TikTok like Hawk, who has an OnlyFans and is essentially working as a cam girl, um, but she's producing all of her own content and she's managing everything herself. And so it's, it's a little dicey when you have creators that are not verified who are sex workers who have large platforms or are working in like sex worker adjacent industries um particularly like like snack mama um who is uh essentially like the the manager uh, of a strip club who takes care of all the girls and cooks for them and you know keeps them all safe um okay all of their platforms are being put at risk right now um because tiktok has decided we need to chase them off um
0: so they're suppressing their views. They're
1: suppressing their views. They're banning their content. I mean, they're banning their content over very little, um, but there's a new piece. The community guidelines got updated um, and it's bad. It's pretty, it's bad. I don't know how to express how bad it is. I.
0: What are the, what are the guideline? What are the updated hang on, guidelines? I'm
1: them up. I believe what they're doing is um, equating all the, all sex work and sex work related content with illegal activities which technically Ooh. is not true first of all right let's be real um stripping is not illegal uh, right. um sorry i'm like scrolling through these goddamn yeah, sure. they're so long but essentially um they they clumped all sex work in with sex trafficking um which is bad it's really bad and they shouldn't have done that yeah um but the the thing we do need to address is that like well oracle and walmart are now um minority stakeholders in tiktok and both oracle and walmart are owned by extremely conservative billionaires
0: oh okay and so some of
1: these community guidelines changes are pretty obviously pandering to their new stakeholders um they're only minority stakeholders but um they're extremely influential they have a lot of say in terms of like you know how do we make the most money off of this it's like well the owners of walmart have a really good idea of how to exploit as much money for as little money as possible they're really good at it um and so they're clearly listening to them
0: it's concerning how i mean you know when you have a private business you can kick people out when you want you can let anybody in who you want you don't have to serve people but we're in this new world where you know it's not just walking into a walmart we're walk we're we're using these platforms to connect to communicate to the rest of the world to share information information that is sometimes critical and important and when and so it's this new world where it's It's like that, you know, you hate to, you don't like to see them be able to do this, right? Like, this is this interesting new dynamic where we should be able to communicate in whatever way we need to, right? And without being stifled like this. So
1: this is, um, at the end of the day, every single censorship issue and suppression issue um, on TikTok comes down to, do we look at the internet as a public resource or do we look at the internet as a set of private businesses and this conversation has been going on since i was a kid and my dad worked for nortel in the 90s so this is like Mm. i'm my my dad is firmly in the northern northern telecom was a telephone company um do they still I don't know they collapsed during the dot com bubble for the most part Um, they laid off 75% of their workforce including my dad so like am I bitter at Nortel yeah but um, this was um, Northern Telecom was uh, in the high speed internet game pretty early on Um, you know we had a, a, a computer with internet in our home way earlier than any of my classmates like I could type my name before I could write it because that takes less motor skill um, so I was like sure. two years old and typing things. And so this is like, we've had this conversation in my family for a really long time of like, is this a public resource? Is this like electricity? Is this like water? Um, do we need to start looking at it this way? And so far, the U.S. government has declined to do anything about it.
0: Right. They've been really incredibly handsome, which is which always, is a, always problem. a problem. <laughs> And that's where these and that's where these that's where all these things start to come up right is when when that when you haven't defined is this a public resource or is this treated like a small business or a private business now you know it allows for all these issues in the algorithm right where they could be stopping the sex workers from making content um or anybody else for and that this
1: matter. is um actually so the Do you remember when TikTok was being banned, like, approximately 5,000 years ago and or three months ago? Can't tell anymore. Mm. Time is real. Um, So uh, there were three lawsuits that were happening sort of simultaneously. Um, All three have closed now. Like, they've all finished. The main one was uh, ByteDance versus the U.S. government. Um, and. That one, they were sort of holding... uh, The Trump administration was being really dicey around, like, producing any evidence whatsoever. Um, When they actually filed the evidence, I read through the whole thing, and it was so sketchy. Um, A lot of the arguments they were making were terrible. Um, And so it was kind of no wonder that the judge actually kind of told off uh, the U.S. government for even bringing this lawsuit um, and, like, allowing it to happen. But uh, the interesting... The most interesting argument that was made within there um, was that uh, this was possibly a First Amendment violation because TikTok was equivalent to like a modern town square and everyone should be allowed access to that town square. Um, So I think that has interesting implications for like the future of all internet social media. Um, The third lawsuit also found that this was a potential First Amendment violation to ban TikTok. So I think things are moving. I don't know if we will see, like, the complete changes, like, within our lifetime. But um, it it does seem that uh, judges are starting to make decisions that indicate that, like, hey, this might be the public square and we maybe need to be looking at it as if it is. So I wouldn't be surprised if, like, In the next 10-ish years, we get an actual, um, like, Americans with Disabilities Act-based lawsuit um, with an app like TikTok where they're, like, refusing to provide closed captioning and saying, like, actually, you do actually need to provide closed captioning because it is the public square. Um, But that's going to take some time. This is all going to take a lot of time
0: so there is hope that you know suppression wouldn't continue but for right now it is so real
1: unfortunately and i don't you know the problem with the legal system is everything takes a lot of time and if we're being honest here um the people currently in charge of us have no idea how the internet works for the most part
0: (laughs) yeah um there's like maybe
1: five senators where it's like i would trust you to be able to log into instagram by yourself and the rest of them it's like they have no idea um
0: exactly they don't understand No, and they the don't understand
1: um how essential it is either that's the other problem is um this idea that like well we would be fine without it. it's like well technically no because i wouldn't be able to find a job or at this point do my job if i didn't have the internet so it's yeah yeah it's, right that is a whole much larger conversation <laughs> than just TikTok.
0: sure sure what what are you finding with different groups that are being suppressed
1: Um, so, uh, it was the Net's uh, article from probably about a year ago that sort of outlined the fact that in recent history, uh, TikTok had sort of disproportionately policed and suppressed, um, Black and other creators of color, uh, visibly disabled creators, creators that they considered, uh, visibly queer in some way, um, and, uh, fat creators, uh, and, uh, it's TikTok's official stance that they don't do that anymore. Um, but it is I think everybody on the platform's like non-official stance that like, no, they're still doing that to a certain extent. Um, I think people think of algorithms as neutral entities and they are not. Um, algorithms are software programmed by people with racial biases. And so those algorithms can reflect those biases. Um, in in as many ways as you can sort of imagine that they can. My
0: jaw dropped when you named the number of people that they're they're suppressing in all these
1: groups. <laughs> so um, at this point, I think TikTok's saying that it no longer actively suppresses those people. Um, okay. I don't think they're lying. I think okay. they're keeping us and the, what what um, sort of traffic patterns and and like the, the blackout days that have happened, Um, What all of those seem to indicate is we're all being kept in these little bubbles and TikTok doesn't like it when your content crosses over into other bubbles or when other bubbles cross into your bubble. So Mm. my main example of this is I am mutuals and good friends with uh, a creator who happens to be a fat black creator. I've never given her content i have to seek out her content we interact Mm. with each other multiple times a week we are commenting on each other's videos all of the time Uh, we send each other messages periodically TikTok does not care it does not prioritize her content for me i am almost always given uh white straight size creators first and then everybody else
0: that is odd because you know anytime that they when you when you message somebody and you follow each other, it considers them your friend, right? And so, anytime that you know you have somebody who's like your friend, you see every video that they post on your for you page.
1: Yes, um, this is if you're in your following, it's usually a little bit easier. Um, sure. I it's it's you know how TikTok will sometimes like intersperse people you already follow into the for you page to like keep you right. interested in the for you page it almost never gives me any content for people who are not white or straight size in that, like interspersing. See, this is the
0: problem with not having any regulation because, um, you know, you can tell a business, you know, don't do this, right? Like don't suppress people who are of these different groups, but then, they can say, all right, yeah, sure, we won't do that anymore. But they'll find some other way. They're not going to stop doing what they want to do, right? They're just going to find another way to do
1: it. Exactly. Um, I I think the the main issue is um, TikTok is a business. And, you know, it's – they're going to try – I don't want to sound terrible here. They are going to try to find the most ad-friendly version of everything that they can. So – you know, if they can find a version of me, that's like hotter, they're going to do that. And they're going to promote that person over me always because advertisers will want to run their content against that person over me. And that continues down the line. Um, The scary part is, is what TikTok considers ad friendly. Okay. Uh, Because what TikTok considers ad friendly is pretty much just like, are you white? Are you cis? Are you able bodied? Okay, that's pretty much the that's that's pretty much the the little narrow category they have. Um, right. They have a couple of creators that they work with where it's like, look, we have this one token black creator that uh, pretty much only makes a super ad friendly content.
0: Mm. Isn't
1: that great that we have all of this diversity? Um, right. You know, and they and you know, I, I think pretty much everybody can see that that's kind of going on, but I think pretty much everybody also registers that as kind of normal. I think that's what we're fed um, in all of our media consumption, that when we see it happening on TikTok, we register it as like, oh, this is just like everything else. And I think that has sort of bred a certain amount of like, I don't know, people are, are so as soon as these platforms
0: start becoming reliant on advertisers, things really go that, down. The that, it's the end. To it's
1: the end. Um, it's not the, I keep saying it's the end because I, I don't know. talk about the world ending all of the time. It's been <laughs> a year. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's certainly the the way in which things change. I mean, you know, we can look at what's happening on TikTok right now is, is a little bit of like, remember when Tumblr got bought and everything was just like, an absolute hellscape for for months until the platform just collapsed underneath its own weight. Um, there's a little bit of that in there um, because the user base was so unruly that they weren't going to go down without absolutely ruining the whole platform. Mm. Um, there's a little bit of the adpocalypse in there. There's a little bit of like, uh, TikTok is so scared of ads running against potentially controversial content that they're policing the content um, before an ad can even run against it. Um, which is in turn making advertisers look at this like, huh, kind of a weird, dicey platform. Maybe I won't put too much money into it. Um right. and there's also a little bit of like uh a, a Vine like scenario where Vine was promoting a certain group of creators so heavily that um organic growth just sort of stopped.
0: Okay. Um
1: and the platform died that way. Uh, it was never a money issue there. It was a people issue and uh, a feeling like all of the content was no longer organic. It was sort of like astroturfing, um, to use like the organizing term. Um, sure. Every trend was sort of like prescribed from on high and then went down instead of from the bottom up, um, which is, you know, you it's starting to happen on TikTok. You know, you'll get the. There are a couple of organic trends going around right now, but there's way less than there used to be, right? Um, and it's starting to feel stale.
0: So the idea here being that they're trying to curate, you know, a certain appearance so that advertiser advertisers view the for you page as this, uh, this, this premium area, this premium real estate for their for their ads. A-
1: a- even even less, just viable. The, thing, the okay. thing with TikTok is, um, how long have you been on the platform, actually? Actually, well,
0: so I've been posting since January 2020, but I didn't have any content take off until August. Once August came around, I, I up from January to August, I was just making videos playing this game and I was putting some music behind it, royalty free music, and it wasn't going anywhere. Um, And then all of a sudden in August, I had like 50 followers and I thought, let me just tell these people about this glitch in this game. And so that was the first time I did a narrated video where I spoke over it and that took off and it got like two and a half million views. And so ever since then, um, I've been narrating the videos um, and the growth has been nice. But um, so I've been creating for about a year now.
1: Okay, so I've been I've been around for two years on this this hell site. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and at this point, I, I feel like I'm mutuals with a lot of people. Um, I gathered them on purpose because I needed a full history of this nonsense place. Um, but people who have sure. been there since the Musical.ly days, um, a lot of cosplayers who have been around for, for forever, just forever, um, who have sort of been watching these changes roll out one by one, so, two years ago, TikTok was a place where um, you could see the gears of the algorithm turning every time that you liked something. Um, so I distinctly remember one time I liked a single like watercolor painting video. I was like, "Yes, this is pretty. I shall like it." And then there was like a little loading pause, and the next video was also a watercolor painting video. And then the next video after that was also watercolor painting. And if you liked yep. like two out of the three, you'd get it often. If you liked one out of three, you'd get it a couple of times. If you liked all three, art would just take over your feed and you'd have to you'd wow. have to work to get it back down. Um so the algorithm it was way less refined. The user base was a lot smaller, it just had less information it was working with. Right. And so Advertisers had no fucking idea what to do with this. Yeah, because what do you, who you advertised? Who who is on this platform? It was me making dumb one-liner jokes, a bunch of cosplayer friends, and like occasionally a musician or an artist doing something, and then a bunch of teenagers sure. dancing. Wh- what products do these people want? Um, <laughs> so it was remarkably difficult, and so TikTok has been working um, to curate these audience bubbles that we're all in because we all want different stuff so like as a millennial woman i get a lot of advertisements for like food delivery uh and like hello fresh um a couple of amazon advertisements a couple of walmart advertisements i get stuff where it's like you're a practical adult woman here are some things you would like
0: yeah, those are the same ads. All guess, the practical
1: yeah. adults get about the same ads because they're like, what, what do you want? <laughs> what do you do, make dinner? Um, so that's, <laughs> fuck TikTok. Um, but if you are younger, if you have more specialized interests, the ads will get more specialized depending upon what bubbles you are in. So like the reason we're all sort of divided like this and the reason the suppression is happening is because the For You page was not like a viable advertiser space um, without it. So this is, this is the issue It's like, we have to make it so that TikTok can function and make money, but we also need to acknowledge that the way in which it is doing it is pretty racist and yep. figure out, okay, how do we come together? Uh, not, I don't want to say come together. Cause I don't want to work with TikTok. Um, but like, how do we sit <laughs> on, on opposite sides of the bargaining table and say, here's what you are doing wrong. Come up with new solutions already. Um okay. Because that like this is, you know, the, so let's, let's actually talk about the algorithm. Like actually, actually, so um, no algorithm is, I think everybody thinks of the algorithm as just the thing that's the the recommendation engine. Um, That's not it. Uh, The recommendation engine is one part. There are like between five to seven other parts of the algorithm that all kind of work in tandem to make TikTok work for you. Um, So the recommendation engine is just a tiny piece of of, like what it's doing and um, what behavior it's observing. Uh, The other part of the algorithm that always worries me um, is is the the whatever they're doing to um, restrict flow to the for you page. Um, So they noticed during the first blackout in May. Um, that they had a huge security issue, and that security issue was the blackout protest was able to take over the for you page of every single person on the app. Mm. So imagine if somebody with bad intentions did that.
0: Oh, that okay. would have
1: been terrible. So um, at this point, I think they've overcompensated. Um, But essentially they realize like, wow, that's a huge hole in our security. We can never let that happen again. And they haven't. So there have been these sweeping changes that took place um, from that blackout onward that have made it not necessarily that you are more suppressed. They've made it so that your reach is really, really erratic. And that's the thing that's getting to everybody. It's not necessarily that you are individually oppressed by this system. (laughs) <laughs> it, is, it is that you never know what's going to happen. There is nothing reliable about TikTok anymore and it's getting worse. Um, it used to be that we could sort of do an algorithm weather report daily um, where our, our lead researcher Kit would put out a video and they'd say like, okay, so within 20 minutes, I was getting non-follower likes, looks like things are hitting the For You page within 20 minutes if the video is successful. Um, we can't do that anymore. It's 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 gotten okay. irregular to the point where it's like eh, Kit can do something and get one result, and I can do something and get another, and you know sure. we can only look at overall suppression trends, and that's about it. So uh, the thing you'll notice less now, definitely in the beginning, it was more. Um, the first round of like the TikTok ban back in July, there were like two days of really awful suppression. Um, And it was so visible that you could go to your analytics and the for you page wouldn't even come up as an audience option. They were just stopping anything from going to the for you page. They did not want advertisers looking at videos of people saying like, goodbye forever. Follow me on Instagram. TikTok is collapsing because no advertiser wants to see that. Uh, And so that was, so that was, a, that was a rough period. Um, every time the ban stuff comes back into the news, we get another round of terrible suppression. Anytime there's um, sort of like larger world events going on, there's terrible suppression. There was awful suppression around the U.S. election. Um, and they're doing it anticipating that, one, it's going to look bad to advertisers. And two, they don't want any more like potential security issues to pop up again
0: um So, how do we beat this? Uh,
1: sorry, that sounded a little manic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's so there's there's a couple of the the first thing to keep in mind is very little of what you do on TikTok is ever going to be in your power, and I know that feels bad, um, but it's kind of empowering to understand that like stuff's just not going to be in your control, and you can't like base your self-worth and your mental health on like, yeah, my video hit today. So I got my dopamine Um, because it is so erratic at this point. Um, So what you can do is if you've got a bunch of like low effort videos stored up, like keep stuff in your drafts, do like dumb trends, dumb one-liner jokes, 15 second clips of whatever you do. Um, If you've got some of that stuff stored up in your drafts, put out a video first thing in the morning from your drafts and look at, um, look at the likes during the first hour. Uh, And if it seems to be like a normal traffic day, um, you know, you're getting non-follower likes within like 40 minutes of putting it out. That means the suppression is going to be pretty okay. And anything you put out is going to have a decent chance. If you're looking at it and like the first hour, you're not getting any non-follower likes it's not hitting the for you page. Suppression is bad. Don't post any content that you've put any effort into that day. Cause it's just going to flop. There's nothing you can do.
0: That's interesting to test the waters before you post. Something Basically. Important. Yeah.
1: Um, if, if you've put effort into something and you put it out and it flops, it feels goddamn terrible and it feels like it's your fault. Yeah, it does. Um, but you might just be hitting a bad suppression day and it's not your fault. Um, so you know test the waters with something low effort have low effort stuff stored up in your drafts just in case it's also good if you're like wow i'm tired and the algorithm is like really good today like just 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 post from your drafts have them there always Mm -hmm. have them there um
0: so this is a good alternative to saying I give up, I'm throwing in the towel, I'm going to a different platform that might not treat me.
1: I mean, one, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Never put all your eggs in one basket. Like I have a YouTube channel. I post regularly on Instagram. Mm. I'm constantly on Twitter. Um, Never, with social media that you do not control, never put all your eggs in one basket. I am personally of the belief that if you have a large enough audience and you want to start controlling things a little bit more, have your own website and post your content on there. Um, Mm. Because then like you have it forever. Um, You're not being subjected to whatever whims of whatever advertiser are screwing with the algorithm that day. Um, Yeah. There are also like talking about actually improving your reach. So the, the things that you can actually do um, the things that like do seem to help a little bit, um TikTok uh, the algorithm is just dumb software it only knows what it sees. Um so if you have a bunch of videos that did really really badly, TikTok is judging you for that. It feels bad that TikTok is judging you for that, but it is absolutely judging you for that. Um and so it's going to push your content a little bit less. If you have like 5 flops in a row, it looks at that information and says, this user is not creating content that does well. Therefore, I'm not going to push it as much. The algorithm likes to see yeah. success.
0: See, that's something that I, and I feel like I've heard them say that's not the case, but I've always been scared that that so is So it's
1: It's not the case to, in a way that's like going to permanently screw you up forever. Um, okay. But like, I go back, usually um, after I get paid, um, uh, cause I don't want to get rid of my views. Um, cause now I'm being paid by the view, which I think is stupid, but whatever. Um, so I, I go back at the end of the month and I get rid of stuff that did really badly. Um, and I've found that when I do that, it helps. It's not a huge jump, but it's like a general upward trend in traffic. Um, wow. it's, you know, I'm not going to say we're sort of exper- like we're actively experimenting with this right now in Toka. So this is like, we don't have any hard data yet. Sure. The anecdotal data we have from like right. the 20 or so people that have like gone back and done this is like, yeah, there's, there's anywhere from like a, a 5% jump to a 20% jump. Um, which is good. Um, all of the videos I've ever had that have gone actually viral. Um, they've all happened after I did a pretty big clean out. Um, yeah, really? so that's like, that is fully anecdotal. All of this is technically anecdotal, but what we've seen is like, yeah, there's an upward trend because the algorithm likes to see that you are being successful. I don't know that it necessarily pushes your content more, but it certainly regards you as a more successful creator and algorithms like to see upward trends of success.
0: Do you think there are... Levels of success. Do you think there's level like let's say I get a video with fifty thousand and then I get another with a hundred thousand. Let's say I'm staying in like a range of fifty 000 to a hundred thousand. Uh, Does that thing gonna push me to eventually getting to a range of two hundred thousand and then three hundred and then five hundred? I mean, or is it just you're always gonna get pushed? But there's no, you know what I mean. Like, is there any way to really? grow where it's like i used to do an average of fifty thousand views per video now i do an average of 100 now i do an average of 500 or is it always just going to be you know sometimes you get a lot sometimes you get a decent amount sometimes so, TikTok you get
1: a is always going to be a little bit of like a roll of the dice um there's always an element of like you know you hit at a good time people were online um what you, the joke landed particularly well the content was like particularly appealing in that moment There's always going to be that element. Um, However, Hmm. there is a general trend right now to TikTok favoring people who are able to bring people onto the platform. So if you are able to get an outside audience to click on your, like, tick link to the video, um, and then those people follow you or interact with your other content or go on to stay on the app for a little bit. That does seem to be helping. That seems to be boosting people's accounts. Um, I don't know how long that's going to be true for because it wasn't like it wasn't true like right. three months ago, but it is definitely true now where TikTok is really, really favoring people for growth um, that are able to bring in an outside audience. Who Who is to say how long that will be true? But currently, that is a thing that they yeah. do seem to be liking. Um, videos do better if there is a lot of outside interaction.
0: What do you think
1: about, so I, I did a so, okay,
0: so two things. Number one, um, uh, so, all right, so I found that, and you tell me if this is true, anytime I pull money from the creator fund, anytime I withdraw money from the account, my views go down. <laughs> really? <after that. laughs> and, Sorry, I'm laughing. Yeah. And I've heard another creator say this exact same thing to me. And so, um, I made a video. So, all right. So recently I pulled money out and my next video flopped. And then I made a video after that. And I said, um, you know, TikTok is acting suspicious. Anytime I pull money out of the account, my views go down. And another creator told me this, you notice the same thing. So if you're seeing this video, follow me for daily content or else this may be the last time you see my video. And, that you delivered God, the like,
1: ultimatum. Did, That's no so this is yep. I, yep, yep. They, but this so here's well, here's so, the thing. Here's the fucking thing. Um, TikTok users love to feel involved. Um, uh, a video that I did recently where I openly said I'm doing a science experiment and I need your help. God, it did well. Jesus Christ, yep. it did unnecessarily yep. well. It did well to the point where I was like, I don't think I can use this data anymore because it feels artificially inflated. Um yeah, the, yeah. It, it calls to action and people saying like, TikTok is suppressing me, please help. For some reason, mm-hmm. do incredibly well. And the only thing I can say is like, the user base likes to be involved. Um, it is a platform that sort of evolved out of like duets and people people finding ways to be involved in their favorite creators' content. So anytime people can be involved, they're really excited about that. And they're going to comment and they're going to like and they're going to share However, yep. I want to research <laughs> the the pulling money out of the ground. I, I want to look at my analytics. Uh, if you don't track your analytics, this is just a general message for everybody. If you don't track your analytics, you should because TikTok doesn't keep those forever. You only get 28 days. Yeah, I hate that. I, um, that. I didn't like um, that. I'm, I'm just going to uh, plug the, that uh, the Online Creators Association does have a very nice form um that will also calculate your um your cost per view how much TikTok is paying you per view of your video just just saying we have it out there um, oh, that's
0: um cool. Where we made get that it
1: <laughs> we're so stupid okay and
0: we're, and um it's that? it's
1: just available if you um i'll actually put a link in my bio but if you if you go to the online creators association i think we actually got it in our announcements channel which is available to the general public you don't have to join um and if it's not there, I'll put it there uh, just because it's like it's for everybody and everybody should be able to use it. Um, we've also got all of our we've got a, a deck on improving your reach and a deck about the algorithm and the history of the algorithm and, and what it is and how it works. Um, those are also like publicly available. We want everybody to be able to see those. Um, I'll post I'll post things. I'll do my job as a discord admin sure. for once. Um. <laughs>
0: well so you know it, it perfect thank you and so you know w- you know where i was going with the uh so i said so after i noticed you know the money's come you know i take the money out they they suppress the views well then i found so i, I made this video i said follow me and like 15 percent of every like let's say a video gets 100 views i would get 15 follows from it right so a good percentage of people watching it then followed it um and so i brought this up to somebody and he said well you know it's you know, it would make sense that they want to push people who are getting followers because it continues to bring people Correct. back onto the platform. Do you oh, do you see so. validity um, in that? the
1: The main thing okay. that I noticed months ago, um, TikTok doesn't like it when you send people away from the platform. They there, I don't know. Mm what kind of suppression they have around it. I don't know if they're just scanning for like the word YouTube. Um, they do not like it one bit when people leave. Um, they love it when you pull people in from outside. Um, and so it doesn't surprise me one bit um, that TikTok would prior. And I, I think this is true. And I think this is like, I've seen it myself with my own videos in my own analytics. When I gain a lot of followers, suddenly everything I'm doing is doing better. Um, TikTok sort of incentivizes not only um, people who are gaining followers, but if you are making content after you're gaining a lot of followers, it's encouraging you to do more because you are keeping people on the platform. So you are making more content. You are making TikTok more money.
0: Interesting. I wonder if, okay, perfect. So I wonder if, You know, when it comes to the whole, I I want you to experiment with the creator fund thing, right? I want you to experiment with withdrawing money and then seeing if your views go down after that. And one thing I saw where you did, you did a video, you did a series, you did a two part series where you tested a non-royalty, a a, a video, you tested a a video with uh, royalty free music and a video with. Music that is not royalty-free, right? And in the case where a video has music that is not royalty-free, they have to pay the record label and the artist, Typically, yes. And so when I put these two things together... And so the video that got seen the most of your series was the one that used the Uh, royalty-free music, right? Funny
1: story. So I did a follow-up of two identical videos... In opposite order, the video that got the most views was the second video. It didn't matter. It did not matter what With... one was, what music was playing underneath. So, wow. as somebody, Okay. No. I maybe so, they found the so what? There I mean, they, they don't. Let's be real. They money. don't want to pay out money. Um, but <laughs> but um, so I worked <laughs> in commercial music licensing. Um, I actually worked at the Musicians Union. Uh, And so I I was interested in it as somebody who worked at the musicians union, who like was intimately aware of how much money all this stuff actually costs, um, both from like a paying out royalties, paying licensing fees, and then paying union fees on top of a lot of that. Um, So I was I thought like, oh, TikTok hates spending money. This is probably true. That did not actually turn out to be in any way correlated. Like I haven't found any. Anything that adds up to anything in that realm. What is like definitely happening? um, User created sounds that contain any kind of music. um, TikTok regards those as potential copyright violations. TikTok is scared of copyright violations because those actually do cost TikTok quite a bit of money. Um, And so... It's okay. actually more like a copyright law issue than it is a licensing issue.
0: So you're saying that people are safer to just use the music in the platform rather than to just upload their own sound. The that stuff on the platform music. itself
1: seems to be properly licensed and probably paid for upfront with one flat fee, um, except for like larger artists. I'm sure they're working with the labels. I can't talk. There's certain things that I can't talk about because I've talked about it with my old coworkers and they've been like, this is not public information, but we're going to tell you. Um, So there's, but there have been (laughs) several rounds of negotiation with the labels, um, with representatives from TikTok about how they you know, the labels never want to lose money. The labels are so petty. I think this is like, because I was on old YouTube as well. I understand like the copy strike is so dreaded and so awful. Um, but the labels are so petty about getting paid and getting their money. Um, and so it does not surprise me that they've worked out some special agreements. Um, and I'm sure that TikTok probably pays pretty high flat rates Um and I'm gonna say the labels see this as a partnership because a lot of artists have gotten famous because of TikTok. Um, there have been artists sure. that have started on TikTok that then got signed with labels, and then the sound got re-released under the label. So I'm sure they've they've you know Ooh. you know I'm I feel like it was Lil Nas X. I'm like hiccuping. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like it was Lil Nas X. Um, <laughs> had a sound released pre-label, got signed, re-released under the label. Um, and that more likely than not meant that, like, I think he signed with Universal, went back and said like, Hey, uh, if you want to keep your users happy and let them use the sound, you're going to pay us. Um, the labels don't care. Wow, hate record labels. Um, if that were not apparent because I worked at the musicians union, um, the, yeah, the labels don't care. So I, I'm positive that they at some point um, negotiated all this stuff out and they're all being paid. And so the sounds you find on the platform have already been paid for. They're perfectly fine. Um, the stuff you have to worry about are like when you upload sounds that are technically copyrighted content and the, 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 the copyright software they have doesn't pick up on that. You could at any time get a soft strike against your account. And have that sound. So the sound disappears. And what would happen- this is a thing that actually genuinely helps your reach. Go back through all of your videos, find any muted sounds, and delete those videos right away. Because those are copyright violations, and TikTok dif- got fined because of you.
0: Ooh. Is there a difference between. TikTok sees your private, it private videos. Is this is.
1: Um, TikTok sees all of your private videos, and you can be banned based on the content of your private videos. Uh, and I know this um, because of uh, my my longtime mutual and friend, Amanda, who was Laugh Cries. Her account got banned, outright banned, um, and she appealed it. And the appeal came back with, uh, hey, actually, you had some adult content in your private videos, and we reserve our right to ban you based on your public and private content. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh so I am of the opinion that deleting is better than privating. You know, you have that problem of like when you delete the video, it deletes the likes. Um, so a lot of people don't like to do right.
0: That. So and does and does that affect? Is there any concern around deleting a video? and I then I have deleted your so many
1: videos in my time on this platform that I am a be- I I'm at a point where it's like, no, I don't think this is hurting me. I think the thing you have to watch out for when you're deleting videos is not going through and deleting a hundred videos at once. Um, I, I get the sense that if you okay. delete a whole bunch of content, TikTok might think you're either a bot or you're doing something wrong. Um, and they might watch that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you go back and delete 10 videos at a time, I don't think TikTok penalizes you for that
0: sure sure <laughs> we could go so deep on there's so many angles of the algorithm we're definitely going to need to do a part two of this because there's just so much there's just so many different directions this, this can go um but how can people is it you're closing Jesus. in on 200,000 followers how can people get to that number because I noticed myself I was at like 27 like two months ago, two months ago now i'm like nearing 70 and i had thought to myself i had seen people It's like 50 and i'm like there had to have been a jump right where they did something and they had a jump right and then i made that one video about tiktok and the creator fund and follow me and all this and i gained like thirty thousand followers off of that one video right so it's like i had that jump so it's like all right good i, I got to you know, a, a a higher tier, right? But how do people really get to there the level is, where you are? Uh,
1: at? It's fifty percent luck. Let's be completely real here. It is half luck. Um, I
0: okay
1: have made videos that are, in my opinion, okay. Let's not. Okay, I'm not trying to say like my opinion is better because I went to school for theater. Um, But in my opinion, I was like, (laughs) the acting was better. The timing was better. The editing was better. The joke was better, but they didn't hit at the right time. You know, I posted it when there weren't enough people online or I posted it where um, there was like a bad suppression day and I didn't quite realize it Um, and the video just doesn't hit and there's nothing you can do about that. Um, Sometimes videos pop off for no reason that you can figure out at all. Um, The things you can control are understanding your audience, understanding who you are always talking to. Um, You can't control the for you page audience. You can't control who randomly sees it, but you can make things that are focused on the people that you know are watching. Oh, and you know, another good thing to do occasionally is if you do primarily one minute videos, which to be honest, I mostly do, um, interspersing some shorter videos in there can help your watch time. Um, It can help your completion rate. Uh, That's sort of like an overall average. Um, And so, you know, if you've got a couple, like, 15-second videos in there or shorter, um, and people watch them to completion, like, by default, great job. It's actually bumped up your average a little bit. Yeah. Yeah
0: interesting okay so completion rate is another is another is a, a whole other metric that's sh- i mean average watch time i've found definitely makes a difference but you're yeah. saying completion it seems rate to be like if you watch factor, the video if you have rate. someone
1: watch the video like you know two times on a loop because they finished the video and then they kind of watch part of it again it seems to help your account a little bit um yeah. it's not again it, none of these things are major it's just like if you add them all up you can kind of propel yourself on a general upward trend. I mean, let's be real here. I, I don't think I grow more than 100 followers sure. a day. Um, unless I have something go super, super viral. Okay. And that's a rate I'm comfortable with. I don't like it when I go super viral and I get like 20,000 new people because I don't know who the hell those people are. And I don't know if I say things like abolish prisons, they're going to get mad at me. Um, I recently... Because I had a video go pretty viral recently for pretty innocuous dog content, I got a lot of people following me who were like, thin blue line people. And I was like, I am apparently radically opposed to everything you stand for. You followed me because my dog is cute. And I'm sorry. (laughs) I do happen to be unionizing people. So that's a pretty good indicator of how far left I am. And I'm sorry, I'm gonna post things you're mad about. You can unfollow me if you want. Um, So like I had that happen recently. So I've kind of stalled out because I purposely make videos every now and then meant to scare people away that are not gonna engage with my content in a meaningful way or are not gonna engage with my content in a way that keeps me sane. Like, I can't deal with 100 hate comments a day. I can't do that. That makes me feel bad. That would make anybody feel bad. And so uh, occasionally just, just stating who you are, reintroducing yourself is kind of a good idea because it, it, it helps control your audience a little bit.
0: I've seen that work for others. So I totally, I totally agree with you. Hey, I really enjoyed having you on. Thank you so much for joining. And thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been another episode of Golden Thumbs Gaming. And together, we will become the number one podcast in gaming.